This podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi, I'm Jen, a compulsive overeater. Hi, Jen. Um, I'm honored to speak at a meeting. Um, thank you to everyone who pitched. Um, it's really good to hear some positivity and welcome to those who are new. Um, so, let's see. This is um, this is Friday. I'm just trying to like get into myself a little bit here. Um, so I came to OA for the first time um, a few years ago, and I left for a while after that. But the first time I came in, um, I came through another program. Um, I entered another 12-step fellowship uh, a little over three years ago. And um, I was, when I came into OA the first time, I was um, deep in a pattern, a cycle of bulimia. And um, that went on for about a year. Um, And I don't know how, I don't know how or why, but um, those particular behaviors I, I didn't go back to after that. Um, I went to came to OA and checked it out a little bit. Um, only went to the meetings for bulimics, anorexics, and compulsive exercisers. And even though I was practicing the same behaviors as the people in the rooms, I think it just wasn't ready, and um, I didn't stay. Uh, but I did stay in the other fellowship that I was in, and... Um, and had been working the steps there and just noticed that there was like a block to my serenity and there was just I just couldn't get closer to my higher power there was just something in the way and I always I just knew it was food um so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to um growing up and stuff um Food was, I picked up food long before any other addictions. Um, And I don't know why. Um, I don't have a memory of um, some big traumatic thing that happened, though for a long time I thought that that was what was wrong with me. I thought that something had happened that I didn't remember, and that's why I couldn't be happy in my life. Um, And just at some point I started picking up food and um, I would have secretive behaviors and I would sneak up to my room with treats and sometimes I would get caught and would feel really ashamed and would kind of get in trouble and the times that I didn't get caught it was just never enough Um, like no amount of things that I could smuggle up to my room was enough for like me to be satisfied. I always wanted more. And um, my parents were concerned. Um, I was gaining weight as a kid, and um, I think they were probably concerned about health. Um, but what the message was that I that I understood was that if I if I gained weight or gained more weight or didn't lose weight or whatever, um, it was going to make it so that I wasn't accepted. Um, and that was really 
hard for me because I didn't know how to not eat as much as I was eating. Um, like I didn't have the wherewithal to like refuse seconds or not, you know, be secretive with food. So to me, it was just like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Um, and you know, the message from both my dad and my mom was, well, if, if you don't get this under control, things are going to be very hard for you. Um, and so growing up, like, you know, I had a growth spurt and grew up this way. And so things kind of evened out. And, um, you know, everyone was really excited because they didn't have to worry about it anymore. And um, it kind of just went like that through my life. Teenage years, like, um, my weight was up and down. And um, I went on my first diet when I was 16. And uh, it was a diet that I had seen my mom do. And she was always dieting, and um, she was supportive of the diet, and um, and then I lost weight, and then I gained it right back, and um, then I found alcohol, and that made things really confusing and tricky, and um, and then from there it just went back and forth between like problem like extreme problem with food extreme problem with alcohol and back and forth and back and forth and it made it so that I could never see that either of them was an issue because there was always periods of time that I wasn't doing either one of them to excess in a way that there was a problem and um so from the outside, what that looked like is I was like a really fun-loving like college girl whose weight was all over the place. Like sometimes I'd just lose like huge amounts of weight, and sometimes I'd gain huge amounts of weight. And my parents were like, you know, I, I left I left my my parents' house right when I was eighteen, so they had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was getting into all kinds of sticky situations uh, with you know my my partying and stuff. Um, and then one day I saw a picture of myself when I was like 21 and I was horrified at what my, what my body was, looked like at the time. I, I had a very disconnected, I was very disconnected from what I was putting in my mouth and what I thought my body looked like. And someone mentioned body dysmorphia and that has always been an issue for me. I never know what I look like. No idea. In my head, um, I I go back and forth between you know this size, this size, whatever size, like every day, every minute, um, and it's always been a really confusing thing for me. And I saw this picture, and I was like, well, we've got to do something about this. And so <laughs> I went to a commercial diet program, and um, you know really abused that, and uh, lost a bunch of weight really fast. And again, lots of positive responses. Um, and I was like, it was one of the most depressed times in my whole life. Like, I was so isolated. I was afraid to go out because if I wasn't by myself and totally controlling, like, exactly what I was eating, I was totally overeating. Um, and, like, I would get around people and suddenly, like, I was back where I was the person at the party, like next to the food table, and couldn't leave until I was sick. And but I was like thinner than I had ever been in my whole life, and it was this very strange, very painful time in my life. 
And I got to a point about six months into that where I just couldn't do that anymore. And um, I just started eating again. And uh, so my weight went back up. And um, I could just see, like, the look in my mom's eyes. She was just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I was like, like, just leave me alone. That's what you can do. And I was really angry. And um, I didn't know. I just didn't know what to do. And uh, so after a while of this back and forth between food and alcohol and then added in some recreational drugs that also helped me to um, try to control my weight. Um, I Things started getting really, really unmanageable um, in my relationships, mostly. Um, I really pushed people away, um, except for, like, when it came to romantic relationships, like, I was, like, this really obsessive, like, I put my eye on something and I had to have it, and I would, like, bend over backwards to will my way into some relationship, and it was always really messy, and I was always in pain, and um, I finally got into a relationship, and we moved in together, and as soon as we moved in together, I decided, I know, I need to start that um, bulimic business up again that I had tried when I was 16 or 17 or so and just couldn't really, I don't know, I just, I tried it once and it didn't, it didn't work for me. And um, so I picked that back up and that felt like the solution because I was living with somebody for the first time and I was really uncomfortable because I couldn't hide all the things that I typically hid from people um, and he was there all the time and he was always making dinners that were like ridiculous dinners and we were always drinking and it was just it just felt like um, a party every day and um, I didn't know how to um, to not totally go overboard with food and drink so I was really uncomfortable in my body and for me the solution was throwing up and so I did that for about a year or so um, and somewhere in there I found a therapist I was in so much pain I decided to see a therapist and I really wanted there to be one answer to the issue I wanted it to be like okay here's my issue we're going to work on it and then I'm going to be fixed and so with this therapist we we started discovering that food was an issue so we started talking about food and in talking about food we discovered (laughs) drinking was an issue and suddenly like that was the bigger issue so I started to get sober and kind of put food on the back burner and um that worked for, for me for a little while, but um, working the steps in AA, uh, you know, it, it, only, it only touched the food stuff in a very minimal way. It gave me some relief from a lot of the, a lot of the core things, but for me, I really needed to be in a room with people who have this, this same thing with food. Um, and I hear in the other fellowship a lot, like, oh, well, I have food issues, but I'm, you know, I'm working the steps here, so um, that'll take care of it. And I, I did believe that for, for quite a while. But um, about a year before I came to OA again this past time, and um, just to 
kind of qualify where I'm at. Um, God willing, this next week, uh, I'll have a year abstinent um, in this program. Um, so about a year and, and some months ago, um, when I came to OA, I, um, again, I had had a really, really challenging and painful holiday season. Um, and in the year before that, I had hooked up with a, a nutritionist and was like really working like really side by side with this nutritionist, trying to get like my food in order and learning how to cook and learning how to eat and finding out maybe what my body might want. And I had all this amazing knowledge that made me feel so powerful, but I could only do it for a certain amount of time. And then I just did not have, I was powerless. I just couldn't, even though I knew what made me feel good in terms of eating, I could not hold to it. Um, And I remembered about OA, that it was here. And after the holidays, I felt so demoralized I came to a meeting and I sat in that meeting and I listened and it was like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't hear any of this the last time I came through this place. Um, suddenly I was just hearing all this stuff that I felt I related, I related to it. And I just knew that, um, you know, I had, I had heard it and it, it sunk in and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I belong here. And I left that meeting, and I binged like crazy because I was just like, it's over, it's over. And um, and I kept coming, and I got a sponsor uh, pretty much right away, and that sponsor didn't work out, and I got another sponsor and started working the steps. And, um, you know, I've worked the 12 steps before in another program, and... Um, it's different. It's different here. For whatever reason, it's the same steps, but it's bringing out different things that did not come up when I worked the steps before. And um, I'm moving really slowly on the steps. Um, like I said, I've been I've been doing OA this time around for a little over a year, and um, I'm on my fourth step still, and I've been on it for several months, and I'm just doing it really slowly and I'm totally okay with that um I could probably speed it up a little bit but um I'm content to to just move slowly and be as thorough as I can and um and gentle too so today um someone someone said uh uh, thank you to the person that talked about the food calling. Um, you know, I really relate to that and um, just that feeling. And before program, like, I was not able to not respond. Um, if I got an impulse, a food-related impulse, I had no defense. No defense. Um, in my restrictive times, um, like, that was what, like, my eye was on the prize, the prize being some weight that I deemed, like, acceptable. Um, and once I got to that weight, it was like, great, awesome, now I can eat, finally. Um, and, uh, and if I would have an idea about, like, oh, I think I really need to eat that, like, once I had that thought, it was over. It was over. If I had the thought, it was over. Um, and in the restrictive times of, of my story, I would just wouldn't have those thoughts really. Like it was really just like extreme willpower over 
everything, um, and it was finite. I mean, it, it didn't last. Um, how much longer do I? Oh. Um, yeah, so I got engaged to be married um, about two months before coming to OA this time, and um, it wasn't my intention to line it up that way. Uh, you know, I know a lot of a lot of brides who, when they're getting married, are like, okay, and now it's time to get on the bride diet or whatever. Um, and honestly, it was coincidental, but <laughs> what I was really afraid of in the months leading up to the wedding, which was in November, I got married to my husband, um, I started getting really afraid that after the wedding, I wouldn't be able to do this anymore. My willingness would be gone. And because um, that's exactly what has happened every single time before this that I've ever felt in control in any way with food. Like the deadline passed and then it was all bets are off. So the wedding passed. I was able to stay abstinent at my wedding and abstinent on the honeymoon. Um, and I did that by texting my sponsor. What, what felt good to me was texting my sponsor after every meal, and I never would have thought that I would want to do something like that, but that's just what made me feel good, and she didn't ask me to do that. It was just what I wanted to do to feel sane, and I did that, and um, I made it through my honeymoon abstinent, and I've been able to stay abstinent after, since then, and so far I haven't lost my willingness, and I'm so grateful to that, and Really, that shows me that this program is doing something different than I've done before. Um, I've had fears uh, in the past year doing OA that, oh, well, I know I have an extreme restrictive side. Maybe my abstinence is just restricting. Maybe that's all that's happening here. And, um, you know, I've talked to my sponsor about that, and she re- told me she related to that, and that, you know, it's just a day-at-a-time thing. And... Um, it's just so nice to keep that in mind that I don't have to think about next month. Like, next month, will my willingness be gone? Next year, will my willingness be gone? I don't need to think about that. Um, today, I have the willingness to come to a meeting. I have the willingness to say yes when someone asks me to speak. Um, I have the willingness to circle the block and look for parking when it's really intense out there. And... Um, and I have the willingness to report my food even when it doesn't feel like what I want to do. And, you know, whatever your program is, like, um, I know we all have different ways that we work this program. Um, and mine right now feels really comfortable to me. And, um, you know, I report my food daily to my sponsor in an email or in a phone call. Um, I stay away from certain foods that have proven to be a problem for me in the past. And um, I have a certain amount of times that I eat per day. And uh, that really helps me um, just to make sure that I get fed um, even when I feel like I'm having a day where suddenly, like, I've gained 10 pounds or however many pounds, like, you know, because someone said something to me that makes me think that they don't like me, suddenly I've grown in size. Um, or someone asks me, why am I not eating this or that? And when that happens, sometimes my disease just 
tells me I'm growing before before their very eyes. And in those moments, I have a higher power to reach for instead of my um, dysfunctional thinking. So um, I'm very grateful to have found this program. Um, I'm grateful that all you guys are here and that it's Friday. That's all I got. Thanks.